0: Now, let's get to this week's episode. I know what many of you are thinking right now. You're like, I'm worried about the economy, what's going to happen, I want to tighten up money, and that's the worst thing I did in 2008, I tightened up money. And here's what I'll tell you, double down on yourself, double down on you, okay, there, there is no better investment that you'll ever make than on yourself, Get some coaching, whether it's from us. Yeah, I hope it's us. Get get into a mastermind of other like-minded individuals and put the foundations in place. The best time to put the foundations in place is when it's a little bit slow because then you're setting yourself up for the good times and then you're going to knock it out of the park during the good times. We've been misled to believe that dentistry, more specifically the dental business, has to be complicated. Dentistry can be simple and dentistry... Should be simple. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Dentistry Made Simple podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Turan Agarwal, and this week I am not joined by my co host, Meredith Cooper Jones. She's taking a break for the next 30 minutes because she has something else to do, uh, but I'm going to be joined by my temporary co host, interim co host, Dr. Sully Sullivan. Hey, thanks for having me, T-Bone. Yes. I'm digging the new glasses, by the way. Well, thank you. Well, you know, as you get a little older, your, your body can't see as well as it used to that. see. I get that. You don't know that because you're like 32. No, but I for... get that
1: when you get older, that things start, you know, going to hell in a handbasket. So I get it.
0: How many of you want to improve your practice, grow your practice? You want to make 2023 your best year ever. And the truth is, is what, what I've seen in my career is that when you stuck around the same people, you kind of do the same things over and over again, or you do a, same, a small iteration of the same thing and One way to get a, a buy that get around that is to put yourself around new people. And that's why we think the 3D Mastermind Coaching Program is a great opportunity to hear different things, to be around different people, and to really kind of implement and execute and hold yourself accountable for making significant changes in your practice. And uh, so for this week's episode, we're going to talk about what the Mastermind Coaching Program is, and more specifically, we're going to talk about a few actionable items so that you get some value out of this so that you can help make your practice better this year. So I'm going to turn it over to Sully and let him guide us along this week. Sweet. So, I mean, obviously, you know, I think the first question that,
1: comes up when we talk about is what is mastermind, right? Like how, what are we actually doing in these programs? I mean, it's, it's what we talk about probably the most on a global scale of just like what we enjoy doing. Global, sustainable. You you like that? I want to use all
0: your millennial words.
1: And, and, and for me, like the coaching that I've gotten Uh, A lot of which is through you over the past couple years is ultimately all of it through me. Not all of it, but
0: all All of of it it is.
1: It has is is what's helped us grow and grow at a a a pretty good clip from a standpoint of where we wanted to be, and and I think the second part of it is with inside the coaching was that by surrounding myself around you, I naturally was surrounded by other like minded individuals. So the Mastermind program really kind of spun off from that from a standpoint Mm -hmm. of. Uh, I need coaching. I need to surround myself with people that are in front of me or where I want to go. And then I need accountability to then grow through that process. So, like, that's kind of what I think of when I think of like just overarching what is mastermind. It's those two things.
0: And I think the second part of that is why do we say mastermind coaching? Because the second part of that, in the beginning, when we started the mastermind program, it was really about getting people together to talk about these things and the accountability happened organically with each other. Yeah. But then the coaching came into it because then we wanted to connect with people on a one-on-one level each month so that we could kind of work through individual problems. And, you know, no matter how open your mastermind is or how, you know, really the ego's left at the door, there's always some things you don't want to share with with the group as sure. a whole. And that's where the coaching comes in. And and that, for me, is one of the parts that I really love about it, is getting to dive in with people and, and talk about very specific problems uh, on, on that level. So that's kind of why we call it the 3D Mastermind Coaching. The mastermind portion is, hey, we're going to be together with a group of like-minded individuals. Uh, because, you know, my guess is... Many of you listening to podcasts, or the reason you listen to podcasts is because you can't find enough dentist friends in the area that love dentistry. Most of them probably make fun of the fact that you listen to podcasts, or like, why do you like dentistry so much, or they're not as driven as you are. And so you need more people around you like that. And the coaching part of that is that is that one-on-one attention to help you drive your your individual goals. Yeah, I mean, what,
1: what I found was that the, the majority of people in my area... From a dentist standpoint, mm-hmm. didn't feel comfortable being as open, mm-hmm. having conversations about what was working, not working, or the problems. They like they feel you as competition. It'd be very superficial. We right? feel each other as competition. Yeah. And so like, and and um and if you're if you're yeah, I just became like very isolated in my pond of mm-hmm. dentists. Uh, one, I wanted more too, and so like it was there weren't a lot of people to hang out with. So I think that was very helpful for me, and then and then also not being Comfortable with where I was at, yeah. from where I wanted to go. Well,
0: and that's kind of, that's uh, and
1: I, like I wanted to push more, right. And most of my, a lot of my colleagues were just content.
0: Oh, they were happy doing a million bucks, million and a half bucks, whatever the number, whatever right. the number may be. Numbers are very misleading, in yeah. all of this. But you know, there' so many people are just happy with the number, right? They want and, and look, I'm there's so many parts of my life where I'm very jealous where people are content and happy, in that you know the, they're living their life. There are times where I wish you know, I could have been like that could, or it could be like sure, that, you yeah. know, but I'm just so driven and I want so much for myself. I, I you know, my dad jokes and he says, you're, an, you're an achiever. And, and so I'm always, I'm always striving to achieve and achieve and achieve. Uh, and, and so to me, I've got to be surrounded by people uh, that help me achieve, you know, uh, to, before we move on to the next part of this, yeah. um, I want to kind of close zip this up with uh, something that's I've seen in my, my own life right now is, I've always wanted to get healthier. I've always wanted to look better. I've always wanted to feel better. And I didn't get to that point until I had an accountability partner. I didn't have a mastermind or a coach. I didn't hire a trainer this time. And I've done all of that in the past. And what I found different about having a trainer versus having an accountability partner is that a trainer is somebody I could just discard. But when you have a connection with somebody, when they're your friend or when they're you know, doing it day-to-day with you and they understand what's going on, you know, having that accountability partner for me has been amazing. You know, with that, that I go to yoga three times a week, that I go to workout to, to the gym twice a week and that, you know, that we hold each other accountable that I, I know, hey, I don't really want to go today, but it's my turn to drive to the yoga studio or, you know, hey, I've got to make it by 7 a.m. to the gym because my buddy's waiting on me. And and to me, that's really what is the best analogy I can personally think of, of why is having a mastermind coach, a mastermind group and a coaching group that you belong to and then even better to have one group that's both of those uh, is really, it's really, it's really, uh, it can be really life changing. So, the next question we get a lot in regards to this is what's the
1: commitment level? So, yeah. what are, what should people expect, or what are we, or what, what are we kind of on demand? What are, what what is our uh, expectation of yeah. the commitment level?
0: Well, um, I think there's kind of uh, two ways I would look at that. Uh, one is that there's a financial commitment. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so that's uh, around two grand a month. Uh, is the financial commitment uh, and the initial program is 6 months long and then after that we can choose to continue with each other yep. okay um but but beyond the financial commitment here's how I like to state the commitment okay and then you can you can go into the details but I look at the commitment's not from the time or the money perspective but I look at the commitment is you will get out of the program what you put into the program So if you squeak and you and you come to the calls and you show up to the events and you get on the office hours, you'll get a lot out of the program. If you make your appointments using an online calendar system to book your one-on-one calls, you'll always get your calls. If you don't do those things, things don't magically show up. Look, we're adults. I mean, I definitely treat people like adults when it comes to this. And I'm not going to hound you to do your coaching calls you know at some point you know maybe the first few months i will but at some point i'm i'm going to give up and and so you get out of this what you put into it but to a better question what is the actual time what is the structure and commitment to it? So, 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 weekend
1: one is kind of like the kickoff, and that's what we're here at today. We're starting the spring session for 2023, and um, and it doesn't basically feel
0: like spring outside. Well, that's, it runs the course <laughs> of the
1: majority of which spring. So, yes, it does not feel like spring right now. But yeah, weekend one is kickoff weekend, and what what that looks like is really getting clarity and big picture vision on where you're at currently and where you want to go. Yeah. And on some level, it's it's for a lot of dentists, it's naming what your vision or your big picture stupid ideas i or- call
0: them your bold audacious goals yeah that's a good way Man, to put that, it. that's what i want people to be let's you know let, let's not say oh i want to go from 800,000 to 9 let's bullshit hey i want to go from 800 to 2 million and look i'm not saying you're going to do that in 6 months or you're going to do that in a year but let's think but 2 we can, 3 yes. years out yeah
1: and, 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 and like what we find is like obviously we get a, a mixed bag of of goals right for some people it is it's very driven by financial growth yeah. you know by I want to take my practice from here to there for some people it's how do i how do I maintain economic stability and financial security by scaling back right, right? To working less um, spending more time with family doing more ho- what what you went playing golf or mm-hmm. hobbies or traveling and so to me that's like the the unique part of of what we do is trying to kind of Get people to name those goals, figure out the goals. And then uh, the rest of, of, of the first weekend is really then putting a, everyone through our, our systems, almost what yeah. I would call our, it. Our, our core system. Our core system of fundamentals that ultimately we believe drives um, progress towards yeah. it, uh, all those things.
0: Well, what I would say <clears throat> to this is our core fundamental system, okay? That's, that's our case acceptance workflow. Our core systems of complete diagnosis, of influential communication, firm financial arrangements, and priority scheduling, I am convinced 22 years in. I, by the way, do you know I just celebrated 22 years of well, being congratulations. a practice owner. Um I, didn't even, I went to work one day. I didn't even realize it. Do you have like a day, like an anniversary date that you celebrate or something? I'm not really into anniversaries <laughs> and things like that. But they had balloons for me. That's nice. So um, that, that core workflow has been all I've worked on for 22 years, when I wanted to add uh, endodontics to my practice, when I wanted to add cosmetic dentistry to my practice, when I wanted to va- add aligners mm. to my practice, when I wanted to add implants to my practice, when I wanted to dive in deeper and start doing hybrid full arch implants, you know, when we wanted to add sleep apnea to our practice, everything flowed around that core case acceptance workflow and the leadership workflow. Yeah. You know, so those are the two things that we really, really Focus in on as the foundational portion, and that's what the first six months are about. The first six months are about implementing and strategically implementing the foundational principles that we know will one hundred percent drive your practice forward for the rest of your career. So whether that that whether your career has ten years left, twenty years left, or, or 30 a startup, is, you maybe. know, it's,
1: it's wherever you are.
0: And, and so for me. Speaking of startup, I was fortunate enough to be surrounded by, remember, you're the the average of the five people you surround yourself with. I was fortunate enough to get involved in a mastermind coaching program the year I started my practice, and I am just reteaching with a spin uh, of how we implemented it the exact foundational principles I learned 22 years ago that have served our practice tremendously well. Now, that doesn't mean we make the most. That doesn't mean we produce the most. But what I will argue is yeah, that I
1: make more and produce more. But
0: maybe uh, not make that's more. that's questionable. Okay, <laughs> that's very questionable. We'll we'll pull the numbers today and see. Okay, um, but um, but I will argue that our flexibility of life choices are as good, if not better, than most practices out there because we we literally at a stage for me. It took about 15 years to get there. For Sully, it took about five years to get there using the same principles. We literally choose what we do, how much we work. We can turn, yeah. the, fa- we can turn the faucet on. We can close the faucet up. We can make as much, do as little. And, and that's an amazing position to really be in and to have a, a structure around you to be able to do
1: that. Well, and, and what I'd say is like what, we're, what we see is that like this, it, as non-flashy mm-hmm. as the core fundamentals seem, like I, I remember you saying a couple years ago when I first started working with you that you work on the same four things every year. And, and you laughed at me. And I was like, well that's silly because like you you're not making a lot of progress. And then now in hindsight I'm like, holy, holy cow, I'm I'm literally doing the exact same four things over and over and over. Um, and my practice looks totally different. Yeah. Big, where it's it's double the employees, it's double the produ- the production we do. We it's 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 grown in so many different ways based off where I wanted to take the practice, right? And that changes year and it over does. year. And so the team
0: members change, the doctors it, yeah, change, and everything changes. So so
1: we and and even though I like. And it worked for me when I was doing, uh, primarily just kind of big GP practice. And Mm -hmm. it's now working me creating a very niche specialty. Within the GP practice. Within the, like, yes, like all these different ways of doing it is all coming back to these same core fundamentals. And, and so what we do in weekend one is really we introduce those. And, and we introduce level one version yeah, of we, that.
0: an action plan of that. So level, let's kind of give people a sneak peek yeah, into what level one absolutely. is. Okay? So remember, our four core principles that we kind of focus on. And if you've been listening to my podcast. Uh, it's gonna,
1: you're not, they're not new. They're concepts, not new, right? Yeah.
0: But, but we, we, hold you, we hold your hand and hold you accountable. And that's what's different you know, because you've heard it. It's amazing. So many of our masterminders tell us, you know, I've heard it, I've heard it on the podcast, but it's amazing what happens when you just hold somebody's hand and the little nuances, like I have this team member doing this, or this case doing this, X, Y, Z, you know? So the four principles are diagnosis. And so in diagnosis, level one is we want to introduce photography on all new patients in your practice. Level one. Okay, so that's our goal for the first six months,
1: and, and what that's going to look like on a on a basic level is going to be okay. We get a lot more into logistics, like okay, what kind of cameras are those? Mm-hmm. How we implement? How we start? How we strategically get our team members because on board? You, because
0: you can't go back and tell your team like no, this, like
1: it doesn't work like that. You know how to, and then and then and then a part that I'm excited about, T Bone, that we're now introducing into uh, Mastermind is we're starting to bring in team members into our monthly yeah. monthly yeah. group calls. To where we've got designated team members from different departments to kind of be on there so that we can start connecting with the team members on a new level to kind of help trickle down that information. Yeah, so so
0: kind of give you an example there is. You know, we, obviously the doctors are all, typically all on board. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Never, never a question there. But then they turn it over to team members and one of the challenges for dentists is we're owner operators, is then we go back there and start whittling on teeth and we have no earthly idea what's actually happening. Correct? Absolutely. And the message gets very watered down. <laughs> it does, right? <laughs> And so one of the things now is that we work, we have uh, Meredith is our implement, implementation person from the 3D side of things. Uh, she's there to help work things. And then we have some of our team members from our own practices helping. And then what happens is then we'll have calls where your monthly office hours where your hygienist can come on and they can say, hey, this is what's happening. Here's why we're struggling. Here's where this is not happening. Or the doctor can bring the team member on to the coaching call with them. And hey, let's walk through this because I, I want, I love Susie Q or Johnny Q, but They're giving me a little bit of pushback. Let's walk through what we can do. And that's where the really individualized coaching comes in, is then we can start saying, okay, in your particular practice with this infrastructure, with this challenge, you know, X, Y, Z, this is what we need to do. Right. So now when it comes to implement influential communication, uh, this is the one that's probably the hardest for people to grasp and get into because there's a never-ending saga here. It never ends your ability to communicate and get better and better and better. I still get better 22 years in every single day. Uh, I keep. I get coached and I, I coach myself and I get feedback. Sometimes I don't like to hear the feedback from that one sitting over there, so, but I I got to listen to it. But really our core goal with influential communication is asking our patients, if it were possible, would you like to get all your dentistry done in as few visits as possible using sedation? That would be the one line that would sum up influential communication. That if you implement that one line in your practice right away, and if you go tomorrow at the or today after listening to this, and you ask every single patient if it were possible to get this done in one visit with sedation, would you like that? And what you will find is almost all the patients we'll will say, say yes, yes, absolutely, okay. Yeah. They'll, or they'll say.
1: Uh, i don't know if i can afford all that at one time
0: and that's what we want it's a buying question That's exactly what we want because that leads into step three okay and step three is firm financial arrangements and then we have a, a process of a financial menu you've heard me talk about it ad nauseum we have a financial menu because in our practice we never begin treatment on people until they get four things in writing what we're doing how long it takes how much it costs, and exactly how they can pay for it. We do not begin or schedule any patients until they get those four things in writing, and our financial menu puts that in place. And what's amazing about the financial menu, it's no longer, oh, so-and-so at the front handles all of that. We want to get to a point, so level one is going to be your front office team members handling the financial menu, but we want to get <laughs> level to... Level one
1: might be having a menu in, yeah, place, exactly. in place, actually, but, no, yes. but-
0: but having your front office team members do it, and then we want to work to the point where now all your team members are doing it. That's how we work in our practice, yeah. our assistants, our hygienists, our front office team members. The only people that don't do financial menu with the patients are the doctors, because we will totally screw it up if we get involved in any of this. And our fourth thing is scheduling. And <clears throat> I got to be honest with you, Sully is way better at the block scheduling than me, uh, because... You know, by the time I got this to my practice, I was already had bad habits. So, Sully, walk us through kind of uh, how we level one of priority scheduling, yeah, not block I mean, schedule, priority look, scheduling, priority
1: scheduling. It's become very apparent to me, and, and like that we all get this that there's just a, such a finite amount of time, and and our schedule really does then it, it controls all of that stuff from a standpoint of like when we're going to be there, what we're going to do, and and how we're going to how when we can do these procedures, and it also. Ultimately dictates for our patients what's availability for them to do it and to get them in. And so, um, number one, level one is new patients and hygiene. We've got to block new patients and hygiene. They're the lifeblood um, of your practice. It is. Our practice lives off that. And, and part of it is, is it's even more important when you're tweaking and training yeah. yourself and coaching because you need new bodies <laughs> to, Practice on, frankly. You need unbiased
0: people, Yeah, physically. because
1: otherwise your communication skills from the past have, have set you up for failure in the current state. And so it's harder to, to move patients that you've negatively communicated in one direction early on into a new place. So a new patient is a new blank slate for you to kind of get better and use that. Um, and and so, the other
0: part of the new patient, sorry to interrupt, yeah. um, I've been so much better about yeah. not interrupting uh, these days. Yeah, yeah. So less, much worse. yeah less, less worse. Yeah, better. Less worse. Yeah, okay. that's all I want to be is less worse of that's life. That's right. <laughs> uh, the other reason that new patients are so important is because so many of us are unhappy with our practices, and we want something different, and we often think that a lot of it is our patient base. And it may be that the patients don't have the dentistry you want to do or the patients, we've done all the dentistry on them. And the best and easiest way to transition your practice from what it is today to what you want to be in the future is to create dedicated time and prioritize time to bring in the patients who are ready and willing to accept the type of dentistry that you're after. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career, just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode.
1: Yeah, so for me, the new patient, that number is ultimately what dictates how many blocks you have is how many new Mm -hmm. patients you're going to get. And it's amazing how limiting that number is. And so people will be like, well, I'm not getting any new patients. I'm like, that's There's because no spots. you have no availability yeah. to get them. Or when I call, um, it's like four weeks or six yeah. weeks or eight weeks. I mean, I treat, I think we have to be consumer driven like I am with my haircut, yeah. which is when when I want to get my haircut, I'm calling to try to get it done within the next two days. Not even, like, I'm, I mean, I'm calling I, for the day up. Yeah, off. I mean, I typically I am. Like for mm-hmm. me to have to do it the next day is annoying. And so if, if you don't have that kind of availability, you're losing to a lot of the other consumer-driven practices around you. Much of them are DSOs, and we wonder why they mm-hmm. why they drive that. A lot of it's just availability.
0: Imagine so, if if you as a patient you wanted coffee and Starbucks said, Well, you know, we don't we're not selling coffee to new customers today. Can you come four weeks from now to yeah, get coffee? I'll go somewhere else to get my coffee. I can go to, to like, another place. It, some of the stuff,
1: the concepts seem silly, but when we speak them out and walk through them, it becomes very apparent. And and the challenge with that is those changes you make in new patients those aren't gonna have any effect for six months because most mm-hmm. of us are booked out mm-hmm. um, for six months in hygiene to begin with. So
0: these are some of the core kind What's of- What's the second uh, non-negotiable implementation on the scheduling side? So we talked about the hygienists. What are we asking the doctors to level one implement? Well,
1: I think level one is you're gonna to start to have time-centered blocks, okay. right? So you're gonna you're going to start to allocate um, two, three, and four-hour blocks potentially into your, your schedule. So, and for some of us, it may be that it's only one four-hour block, right? Like a that's, month, a, that's a, a half month. day a yeah. month. And that could be a big jump, but by doing that, it's going to now force us to look at our schedule and say, "Hey, we've got this one four-hour block." That, um, this can, that day, can't be two two-hour blocks. This day, this time, it, it is it is going to be that we're going to fill this with with something up until maybe forty-eight hours. Let in me give you an example. Let's do uh, it.
0: Let's give an example. So I'm going to reach over, uh, lean over here, Megan. Uh, so I'm asking Megan, my treatment coordinator, when are my next uh, three hygiene appointments? Sorry, my next three hybrid appointments. Okay, so I was just like she's that. very quickly to give dates. Yeah. yeah, just like that. So we did a consult yesterday, and literally in the consult, we told our I patient. Unsold her February. I unsold the patient February because it didn't work in her. it wasn't the right thing in her life? But what we the patient already said, okay, I'll take the March fifteenth date. But when I said I don't think February is a good idea, she said I'll take the March fifteenth date. And then and then what's
1: fun about this is the more we dive into it and why the accountability is so important is like then we get the coaching aspect yeah. of it because then I look at that and immediately my mind goes to T Bone. If you want to be successful in the hybrid game, that can't like, like patients when they make that decision yeah. to do it, they want it done in the next two weeks. And right. Now are exactly. pushing out that you know. Well, we have a January March, 15, We have a January. 15th, or, okay, 15th. so you have a date. So, yeah. so these are things that we kind of dive into, and then you say, "Well, I can't do that, maybe because of um, you know a, a lab process," yeah. and then then we look at say, "Well, can we change the infrastructure?" Right. Then we're working on that. Well, yeah. So you so see the- how all of a sudden this stuff starts to really um, one small concept will just will snowball into all these types of changes. Actually thinking about it, add, hey
0: Megan, if we had offered that lady uh, to do it before February 15th, would she have said yes?
1: Maybe, okay. But what holds you back from doing it then? Right now it's
0: my, my infrastructure of requiring four, the lab requires four yes. weeks. Yes, so these are the things that like, it's, it's just fun
1: to me when we dive into it, but that kind of gives you a good, an overview I think of the, of the fundamentals um, some of the the challenges that we work through, and the, and the team engagement that we're doing. So, so
0: Let's to talk me, about this the team exciting. mastermind part of it. Yes, talk about that real quick. Yeah. So the team mastermind, the first level is during the initial six months when we're setting the foundation up. Uh, we, your team is not a total part of the program. They're invited to a certain monthly office hours and they're invited to your one-on-one coaching calls, specific team members. Uh, and on our side of things, you're welcome to access, the doctors are welcome to access our team members along with their office. Their, we have set office visits where the doctors can come visit my practice and Sully's practice on set days. But then where the real magic comes in is after the initial six months, uh, for for the, the those that choose to continue and those that we feel are a good fit for us, then we start engaging the team members. Yep. And that's when your team starts part of, then we have the doctor mastermind, and then we have the team mastermind, and that's when we start seeing really start seeing things come in. And the reason I don't want the team involved in the first six months, because the first six months are dentist focus, it's the owner. Focus. It's all about the fundamentals and foundations so that the everything we build from there on is is a, surrounded about what the dentist, what the owner dentist wants. Because too often I found early in my career is that when I would take team members to things and I'm processing through you're, what you're, I want. You're too all over the place. They, I was all over the place and then I would move them <laughs> this direction, then this direction, and they started getting change yeah. fatigue and it started being, hey, just let him figure it out and we'll never have to do anything different. Yep. And, and so then I started doing it where, you know what? My first time here, it. I would go, I would formulate my ideas, I'd whiteboard it out, I'd brainstorm it out, and then I'd have a clear vision, and then my team uptake on that was way better in that. So that's what the first six months are about. They're really about the dentist, the owner, because truthfully, for those of you that have worked with consultants or worked with different people, They rarely rarely ever ask the dentist or work on the dentist about what they want. They have a cookie cutter approach to this is how we do things. And it's all focused around your team. And I always look, I look at it very selfishly. And I say, that's my name on the door. That's my, in your case, $5 million in real estate that I've got on this. Or in my case, $3 million in real estate I've got on this. It's got to be about me. And I will find a way to surround myself with people that are supporting my vision and I will give them the coaching, the support, the resources to get there. Uh, but I've got to be clear, the dentist, is, the owner dentist has got to be clear from the front end of things. Exactly. Um, final thoughts. No, I just look, it's, it's a great program. Uh, without question, uh, selfishly, it's the most, I think it's the most important program to me personally. Uh, this is what I want to, end out the last phase of my career doing uh that's part of the reason we have the retreat is people come in they get to connect like right now we're in in here talking and doing this podcast and we got 10 dentists over there and they're not bored they're talking to each other about their problems why they're here what's going on in their problem what's going on in their practice and we're kind of staying out of it so that they can kind of hash through that and so rarely are there opportunities where you can do that when you go to a conference or even a small meeting and and so it's to me that's the magic of what we're trying to do so 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 check it out. Um, obviously, I think
1: two ways to get engaged very quickly is we've got the summit coming up in May, which I, to me is going to be a really special event yeah. uh, it's going to be an opportunity for you if, you if you haven't had personal exposure to. What all we do? Your team hasn't had that exposure uh, to come and check it out. It's in Nashville, uh, which is my backyard, obviously. Yeah. But it's it's just a fun place. My semi
0: backyard. That yeah, is kind of like you're semi backyard. <laughs> now that I have a room in your house. <laughs> um, but May is a
1: great time of year there. It, it's going to be a really really fun event. So bring team members, and then ultimately, like our kickoff for the next mastermind is July. July. Um, what is the date, make, Meredith? Who knows when the next date is, but but sometime July fourteenth, 14th sixteenth, 14th 16th, 16th, somewhere in there, middle of July, and um, and it, it is the opportunity, in my opinion, to make this year different to change your practice and realign things in a way that that takes you where you want to go sorry july 28th july 26th let me
0: let me say one last thing on this okay okay? i know what many of you are thinking right now you're like i'm worried about the economy what's going to happen i want to tighten up money and that's the worst thing i did in 2008 i tightened up money and here's what i'll tell you double down on yourself double down on you Okay, there there is no better investment that you'll ever make than on yourself. Get some coaching, whether it's from us, yeah, I hope it's us. Get get into a mastermind of other like-minded individuals and put the foundations in place. The best time to put the foundations in place is when it's a little bit slow, because then you're setting yourself up for the good times and then you're gonna knock it out of the park during the good times. And
1: and my final comment would be this. You along that note is most of us are really good about pouring in to our, our clinical education. Mm-hmm. And what we see time and time again is that dentists have these great clinical skill sets. You've done Spear or Coist, you've, you've learned to do these procedures, but you're just not maximizing yeah. the clinical skill set that
0: you have. Because you don't have a good foundation in And place. to me,
1: that's why this is so important is to, you gotta invest in the leadership skills and the systems and the core fundamentals that, can, that truly allow you to get more of what you've already got. And so I think that's where we've seen the most growth is we're just doing more with the Mm -hmm. dentistry that we have and not having to go spend a ton on marketing to bring in new patients Mm -hmm. to only get that same percentage out of what we're currently getting. We're just getting more on what we've got because of the system.
0: Thank you, guys. Uh, Welcome to the Dentistry Made Simple podcast. We appreciate you tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week.